You're listening to Capgemini North America's CR Radio. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to this Corporate Social Responsibility Podcast featured on Capgemini North America CR Radio. My name is Yvonne Harris, and I'm the Inclusion Brand Leader for Capgemini North America and a member of Capgemini's Corporate Social Responsibility Team. Our team is excited to leverage podcasts as a means to provide relevant CSR updates and share the good works contributed by our Capgemini colleagues, partners, and clients. For context, Corporate social responsibility for Capgemini spans three pillars, digital inclusion, environmental sustainability, and diversity and inclusion. So the topics that we explore in our podcast will align with one of these areas. I hope you enjoy this podcast episode and obtain new information that inspires you to take an action that will make a positive difference for yourself and for others. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast episode. Um, Today, I am joined by Dustin Jost, VP of Sales and Marketing for Your Cause. Uh, Your Cause is a new partnership that Capgemini is um, entering in support of our digital inclusion community engagement efforts. So, Dustin, I want to thank you for um, taking time to record this podcast and for being a great partner partner to us um, so early on in our partnership. So thank you. Hey, thank you uh, as well. You're very welcome. And I appreciate the opportunity for me to share a little bit about what we do and what our partnership looks like. Absolutely. So Dustin, why don't we just start with having you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Well, as Vaughn said, I am Dustin Jost. I'm the VP of Sales and Marketing for Your Cause. Uh, Originally from Houston, Texas. I'm based in Dallas, Texas now. Uh, graduated from the University of North Texas and decided to stay up in the Dallas area to avoid a little bit, a little bit of the humidity down in Houston. But I've been with your cause now for about six and a half years, joining the company when we were about 15 employees. And I've uh, had the pleasure of seeing us grow to over 160 employees and forming what we call our global good network of corporate citizens. Uh, these are companies who we help connect them and their employees to the causes that they care about. Well, Dustin, let's start from the beginning. Um, Why was your cause created? Um, I guess put very succinctly, what problem was it created to solve? Yeah, you know, it's it's an interesting story because to your last point, it was created to solve a personal problem. Um, Matt Combs, our founder and CEO, he's a technology entrepreneur. He was in the process of selling off his last tech company and he was coming home early, um, you know, on the handoff of a technology company. It's certainly an emotional time, but he had one daughter and another daughter on the way. And uh, when he got home one day, he caught a documentary about what was going on in Uganda. And this is back in 2007, so well before the Kony 2012 movement that most of us are familiar with. But back then, Joseph Kony was building up the Lord's Resistance Army to overthrow the government. And Joseph Kony's uh, tactic was to kidnap children and force them to join that army. And the way he would do that, he would go and invade these villages and kidnap the children. And then within the week, he would send them back to the village to force them to commit some sort of atrocity against that village so that if they ever escaped the army, they would never be allowed back. Well, Matt, this was the first time that he had heard about what was happening in Uganda, at least at that level, and he caught an interview um, with a little boy by the name of Patrick, and Patrick was telling the story about how he himself was kidnapped one evening, and then within a few days, they were sent back to the village, 
Um, he was there with a few soldiers from the Lord's Resistance, Resistance Army, uh, and they knocked on his uh, family's hut. His father opened the door, and they killed his father right in front of him, and then they put a gun in Patrick's hand and said, you can either kill your own mother, or we're going to kill you and kidnap your sister and turn her into a sex slave. And so at the age of six, Patrick was having to make this decision about whether he preserves his own life and his sister's life, or if he kills his own mother. And Matt is just sitting there saying, how spoiled and how lucky am I that the decisions I have to make as I'm handing off my company or what do I do with the rest of my life, but there are people around the world who are having to make such difficult decisions as Patrick. And so he was inspired to help out some organizations that were fighting against the Lord's Resistance Army in Uganda. He called around some friends and family members and he raised about $25,000, but they all had the question of, well, what are you going to do with the money? And he realized that at the time, again, this is 2007, that unless you're a, a large nonprofit, American Cancer Society and ACS or you know, a, a MS-150, then you really had no way to empower individual consumers to fundraise for your cause. And even at the time, it was difficult for nonprofit organizations to accept secure credit card donations on the line. Uh, or excuse me, online. And so that's when Matt came up with the idea for what was going to be my cause, the MySpace of causes, because MySpace was still popular back then. Uh, so he went online and tried to register mycause.com and realized that mycause.com was $10,000 a year, but yourcause.com was only $9.99 a year. So that's where we got our name. And we started off with this mission to connect individual consumers and allow this fundraising through digital platforms for nonprofits. And back then, nobody was really doing that. Um, there are a handful of organizations that had made some attempts in the digital marketing space for nonprofits. Um, now today, you see all sorts of fundraising platforms that exist. But Matt started the company with this intent to get as much good to nonprofits as possible. So when he went to his business partners to pitch them on this idea, he knew that it wasn't really going to be that good of an idea because it was highly emotional. He had no way, no idea how he was going to make money, and he really didn't do much due diligence. Um, but he knew that he didn't want to just take a percentage of donations that flew through the platform. Uh, we knew that that was one model that you could pursue, you know, just take a little bit off the top. But he just felt like at the end of the day, we're trying to get as much good to these nonprofits as possible. So that meant our only revenue model was advertising. So our, our business partners said, yep, you know, let's give it a shot. Let's give it six months and get to 20,000 users or $100,000 raised. If we can hit one of those metrics, then we know we have something. We've got a proof of concept that we can continue to build on. So six months go by. We got to 17,000 users and $76,000 raised, still short of our goal. So true to his word, Matt went back to his business partners and said, you know what? This just isn't going to work. We need to pivot. And in an effort to try to get a little bit more runway, um, one of his investors had good relationships over at AT&T. So they got Matt a favor meeting at AT&T. And really, the goal of that meeting was just to get them to be a little bit more of a, a cause marketing sponsor, give us some more runway as we figured out how do we pivot, what is the next opportunity as a business. So he goes to this meeting with AT&T, and he had this light bulb moment and realized that if he's trying to build a community of users to do as much good as possible, he has an entire community of users sitting right in front of him. AT&T has 220,000 employees. So what if he private labeled this Your Cause solution and put it in the hands of AT&T employees, allowing them to fundraise for their own causes? 
And sure enough, uh, he pivoted right in the middle of that presentation, and they said, yeah, let's do it. So AT&T became our very first client, and really we were supporting them via credit card donations. Uh, pretty soon after launching, that is when the, the Haiti earthquakes hit, and within about two days, uh, AT&T and their employees had raised over $2 million to support those earthquakes. And remember sitting um, and watching the Ellen DeGeneres show where AT&T uh, AT&T CEO came and presented this check, and that was kind of when we realized we're really on to something because all of that money had been facilitated through our platform. So shortly after, um, Dell, right down the road in Austin, came knocking on our door and said, hey, we hear you're building this with AT&T around giving. Can you do the same thing around volunteer management? We said, sure, volunteering is kind of top of mind for us. We really want to create this one-stop shop where these different communities of employees can go and do good. So our next client became Dell to launch volunteerism. And then every client after that helped us evolve our platform to what it is today, which is truly a one-stop shop focused on employee giving, volunteerism, and grant management. What we do is help connect corporations and employees to the causes that they care about. So today we support over 270 corporations, 7 million employees across 170 different countries. We've transacted nearly $2 billion and we still stick by our model of not taking any percentage of donations that flow through our platform. So the problem that we were looking to solve is just helping consumers connect to those causes and now that has evolved to how can we work with corporations and employees to create a collective impact and empower individual employees to create transformative change. Wow, Dustin, that is such a powerful story, and you say it so eloquently and with such passion. Um, I'll Thank be very you. transparent with you. I had to mute my line so I wouldn't be heard reacting to almost everything that you said um, as you were speaking it, but um, it just reminds me that um, basically with every potential act of evil or bad or darkness, um, that there is the ability to turn it around for good and for greatness. So thanks yeah. to Matt um, and to your cause for um, reminding those of us that really want to push goodness out into the world that any situation, no matter how bleak it looks, can be the seed that can reap something very positive for thousands or millions of people. So thank you for that. Absolutely. So I mentioned at the beginning that um, Capgemini is a relatively new partner um, with your cause, but glad that we're at the table with the organization. And as you know, Dustin, Capgemini is a proud supporter of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Um, can you tell us how your cause syncs with the SDGs? Yeah, we're really excited about the Sustainable Development Goals because the best way to summarize it is it gives us a common language with which to speak about and measure impact. One of the most difficult things about corporate social responsibility or corporate philanthropy is at the end of the day, how do you really measure your impact? How do you go beyond just measuring volunteer hours or the dollars that have been given? And what's so difficult about that is the nonprofits are really the ones who can tell us what they were able to accomplish with the resources, whether it's volunteerism or dollars that have been given to them. But we also know that nonprofits are really busy focused on their mission. And so they don't necessarily have all of the time or the resources to constantly be reporting back on what that impact measurement is. But we saw the, the 17 sustainable development goals and the 200 plus measures, triggers, and indicators as almost an index for impact measurement. 
So it was really fun as a company because when we really learned about the sustainable development goals, we, we did an internal hackathon. So we divided our entire company into two different groups and we educated them on what the sustainable development goals and Impact 2030 really meant. And then we had them set out and for two weeks they worked on how can your cause support the sustainable development goals in the corporations that are committing to them or the employees that are looking to impact specific SDGs. And at the end of those two weeks, our two teams came back together and we presented to board members from Impact 2030, a number of technologists and uh, local entrepreneurs. And only one team won. I'm happy to say that I was part of the winning team. But what we came up with is what we call the Global Goals Gateway. And we actually launched the Global Goals Gateway about a year and a half ago. And on our nonprofit portal, where today nonprofits can upload volunteer events or they can pull down donor details from corporations and employees who are donating to them, we're now asking them to identify with any of the 17 SDGs but also take that a step further by indicating how much of their volunteer initiatives or their operating funds goes towards each of the measures, triggers, and indicators on the SDGs. So for the last year and a half, we've been collecting all of this data, and we're excited to share that we, we actually have over 4,000 nonprofits that have filled out their impact profile. Wow, and that's now great. we're releasing phase two of that where we are educating employees on what the sustainable development goals are. We are curating opportunities for them to get engaged with nonprofits or programs or projects around the sustainable development goals, and then the most exciting of which we're exposing that data to the corporations to actually measure their engagement with those sustainable development goals and impact 2030. That's all um, great stuff there, Dustin. So you guys are just truly um, setting the bar very high um, for organizations that want to have um, a footprint in the community engagement space. Um, let me shift gears a little bit. If I were to um, have an opportunity to maybe sit down with one of your clients and have a cup of coffee and ask them the question, what wins is your cause creating for their organization? What examples would come through in those types of conversations? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I think every company has different motivations behind why they're involved with corporate social responsibility and why they, uh, you know, are dedicating part of their business to actually driving social impact in the communities where they live and work. But some of the common threads that you'll see is one: technology allows us to deepen these connections that we have when we're not around technology. So you even look at social networks like MySpace or Facebook and all of the connections that they've allowed us to create. Well, what your cause is doing is creating those connections just within a corporate environment. And so we're allowing those connections to drive further engagement with specific causes. And really what we're seeing the most is this shift away from it being all about what the corporation wants to do. You know, it's no longer just about the big giving campaign campaign that the corporation has or that one week or day or month of service uh, for volunteerism, but instead the conversations are much more about how do we as a corporation empower individuals to move beyond logging transactions, but instead to creating transformative change. In a way, we're providing them with a corporate philanthropic intranet that provides them a place for employees to go to be educated about opportunities, to discover opportunities, to get engaged, to recognize employees, incentivize employees, and it truly is just simple. And I think that's key is it has to be simple for the employees, but also the folks who are managing the platform. And so I would hope that our clients would also 
um, point to the fact that what our technology allows them to do is, is spend less time on the day-to-day -day management of their programs and free up that time to go think strategically about the impact that they're making. Think more about how to grow participation, how to engage the unengaged, how to better tell their stories or work with different stakeholders to ensure that everybody understands what the ROI and the business case of social impact really is. So I think it's all about creating efficiencies for the companies and the individuals within the, the company that are managing these programs, but also giving the employees a place to go to find purpose in their work, whether it's applying skills to skills-based volunteering or just giving to their favorite charity and having that donation matched in a very seamless, transparent, intuitive, and most importantly, impact-focused way where we're not taking a percentage or interfering with that generosity and instead getting 100% of that donation there. So you have a lot of great things going on. Um, it sounds like you're probably going 200 miles per hour um, at this pace right now. Yep. But um, an organization like yours that's probably very nimble, um, always positioned to react to new challenges, um, new things that mm -hmm. develop. What's on the horizon um, for your cause in terms of projects or um, programs mm -hmm. that can bring um, increase value to clients and also to the communities. That's very important. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot of really exciting things, both from a technology and a services standpoint. I think if you were to kind of bucketize where are we focusing our efforts, first and foremost is international expansion. Um, our focus is very much on helping companies create globally relevant but locally specific programming. Um, so it's more than just repackaging what you're doing with your U.S. employees and offering that in countries like India or the U.K., but instead accounting for in-country cultural perceptions around giving and volunteering or empowering those local champions and ambassadors to really grow programs where they live and work. So international expansion is a huge focus of ours. Another big piece is around artificial intelligence and machine learning. So I know those are two really big buzzwords that I'm sure a number of Capgemini consultants can help us out with, but for us, we've, we are big data nerds, and we're fortunate to have over 7 million employees in our platform, logging hours, uh, giving to charities, interacting with our technology in different ways. And so by leveraging a lot of that data, we're able to better curate opportunities that are more specific to employees. So this is kind of how we get to that level of personalization that truly empowers the individual employee. And then I'd say the last piece for us is what are the alternative employee benefits that are focused around goodness? Today, we're employee giving and volunteering and grant management, but what other benefits exist in the universe that connect an employee to their own local community and give them more purpose and more meaning in their work? And how can technology facilitate those benefits? So lots of discussions around that, everything from employee disaster relief funding, peer-to-peer -peer fundraising, as well as a few things that uh, haven't been seen in this market so far. But we're really excited to keep diving in. And I think for us, um, it's, it's important to know that it, it's really diving in in partnership with our clients. Uh, we are fortunate to have all this data to be able to make assumptions on where our space is going. But at the end of the day, our clients are truly the ones who are engaging and partnering with us to shape what this looks like um, at the end of the day.
Justin, so much wonderful information um, shared here. We could probably talk for hours. <laughs> but I'm sure. <laughs> I do just want to thank you um, for your time today. Um, obviously, want to thank the Your Cause team for all the support to date, and we look forward to um, just doing some wonderful things in partnership for our community. So thank you. Thank you as well, and we're really excited to launch this partnership and uh, continue to see where it goes. So appreciate the time, and we'll look forward to seeing everybody's good volunteering and giving come through the platform. So to our listeners, if you have any questions about your cause, um, their story, and the value they can bring, you can ask any member of the Capgemini North America Corporate and Social Responsibility Team. And you can also visit the Your Cause uh, website at solutions.yourcause.com for more information. And I'm sure um, Dustin would be happy to talk to anyone who says they heard about your cause through this podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for your time. Everyone have a truly great day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Until our next episode, make a decision to have a positive impact in the space of corporate social responsibility. Intend to engage in a project related to environmental sustainability, digital inclusion, and or diversity and inclusion. And if you're a Capgemini colleague, join an employee resource group or become an ally to an ERG. To everyone, have an amazing day. You're listening to Capgemini North America's CR Radio.